Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I wanted to create a full circle of how we can basically have never one never-ending customers, but how, how we can also serve the community at every level I was at at one point, right? So like I told you, I didn't learn about entrepreneurship until I was 28 years old. So the reason I want to go into schools is because like, I know for sure if there was a Coach D coming into my school at 15, 16, 17, telling me about entrepreneurship, no doubt in my mind, that's what the ride I would have I taken, right? Um, so the other company is Reality Media LLC. So that is a full service media production company where I have videographers from Fort Myers up to Jacksonville and they're all willing to travel. And we can literally do anything from social media edits, uh, video commercials that can go on like TV. And then we're actually working on three documentaries this year. How you day, how you day. That was the voice of Coach D. Coach D is an inspirational man who has had an untraditional way of getting to where he wants to go. Traditionally, people tell you you need to go to this and then get this job and then live this life. That is the paradigm of success. But his life was not traditional in any way. And he learned that through his life experiences and he also learned how to pivot and navigate through, again, his life experiences. In this episode, you learn how he got to the place where he could create a platform for other people to make sure that they are truly listening to the inner voices and not outer voices that don't truly know who they are. He's gone on to create multiple businesses and he's on his way to doing some more inspirational things for youth and for young millennials as well as Gen Zers. I hope you enjoy the episode and I hope that you are reminded of what your inner compass is, what your inner voice is as you listen to the episode. Enjoy. Welcome everyone to another episode of As Told by Nomads. Today's episode is with Duvet Weaver Sr. or Coach D, as he's affectionately known. Duvet is an entrepreneur that is focused on helping as many people as he can to chase and achieve their goals and dreams. He's the founder of Closer to Our Dreams LLC, which is a motivational company that provides educational and inspirational content to help people chase their dreams. Today's episode is going to be focused on his journey how exactly he helps entrepreneurs turn their dreams into reality. And we're going to navigate his unconventional journey because I, I believe I met, I met Duvet online years ago. And it's, it's interesting <laughs> to see um, how much he's evolved. Welcome to the show, Duvet. All right. Thank you so much for having me, Teo. I appreciate it. Pleasure's mine. Pleasure's mine. So why don't we get started from, you know, to, from your beginning? Let's get started on your beginning. You... 
when we met, well, maybe it was almost a decade ago on, online, <clears throat> you were doing something entirely different. Looking back at your life right now, especially when you go even further to when you were youth, did you see yourself doing what you're doing now, helping other entrepreneurs achieve their dreams? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm going to be completely transparent here. My, my dream as a kid was to become an NBA player or play professional basketball. And that was heavily rooted because I wanted to meet my father, right? And so my, my biological father was not in my life. And so my goal was to, to make it to the NBA so that he would find me. So I figured if I became this big star, he would come try to find me and we can get reconnected, right? So that's just not how the story unfolded. Um, and long story short, I made a decision a long time ago to forgive him for not being in my life. And once I made that transition, uh, it changed. And so that changed from like, okay, let's write this book. Uh, let's start these companies. Let's figure out how we can help individuals. So it started off being something totally different. <laughs> you know, I don't want, I, I don't want to gloss over that because I, first of all, I also wanted to be a professional basketball player. And then uh, I, I got mm -hmm. into college and I realized that uh you know, wasn't quite as talented, but, <laughs> but, right, right, right. but the reason that I want to gloss over what you just said is you said a few things there. You said you made a decision to forgive. Also, mm -hmm. you wanted to be in the NBA so that you could be visible enough to your father. Talk a little bit more about that. What was it a, a seeking of approval? Uh, yeah. okay. All right. So how do you go, how do you go from that seeking of approval to forgiving him? Yeah. So, um, that's, that's another, well, I try to break it down. So at the time I was working for a company called universal healthcare and there was a young lady who invited me to a sermon, uh, where it was Bishop T.D. Jakes. And so just so happened, he was talking about forgiveness, right? And uh, I think he had a book that just came out, like Forgive and Let Go or something like that. But basically, he talked about in his sermon is how you can't move forward in your life until you're able to forgive those that have hurt you in the past. And so it was at that moment, I was like, man, he's talking directly to me, even though it's 500 plus people in here. He's talking directly to me. And I made a decision to forgive him for not being in my life. Um, and at that moment, it felt like the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulder because I at the time I was I was making little moves and steps here and there. But I always come back to like, you know, like why my father doesn't want to be in my life. So making that strong, that commitment to say I forgive just allowed me to start moving with clarity in my life. So that's why one of the things I focus on heavily, even when I'm coaching someone, is like, who do you need to forgive? Like, even if it's sometimes it's forgiving ourselves where it's like we did something or we maybe have been thinking certain things and we have to forgive ourselves. We have to forgive those people that have hurt us so that we can move forward. Yeah. You, you know, they always say that you, uh, you forgive others or you forgive for yourself, right? If you hold it on, if you hold on to it, it's something that is like an anchor that's weighing you down. And, you know, <laughs> someone I, I'm uh, sometimes I can be known as a petty wop or King petty or petty LaBelle. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's something for me that I, I've been learning and unlearning because, um, you know, it, it goes with the, the chip on the shoulder narrative. And I've been trying to figure out the, the best way to differentiate when I'm using one to fuel me and not holding one out of like uh, malice or, or no grudge. Right. But yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. So you navigated that lane. You decided 
to forgive you, Father, you felt this weight, you know, uh, drop off your shoulders. What did you then decide to do with your life? Because the MBA wasn't happening and you were at, <clears throat> at a different job than you are now. How did you start forging this path of developing a platform for other entrepreneurship? Other entrepreneurs, right? Well, yeah, I mean, it just gradually grew to different things. So even after I forgive, forgave him, it became about the book, right? So I felt like God was calling me to write this book. So the book is entitled Chasing Your Dreams, Bound for Success. And so what I talk about in there is one, also the forgiveness piece, but also about there's three phases when you're chasing your dreams. Because I felt like a lot of people had huge goals and dreams, but they were thinking like it took this whole big process to do it. But it's like, you, how can we break this down? So in there, I talked about what I call the dream cycle philosophy. And that's where there's three phases when you're chasing your dream, right? So there's phase one, manifesting the dream, right? A lot of people... They, they have so many goals and dreams that they don't know which is the one dream that'll unlock everything else, right? So for me, it was writing that book. Once I wrote the book, it became easier for me to go speak at schools because at that time I was trying to go into schools and mentor the kids. And what I found is most schools wanted to have some type of, uh, I say credentials. So if you had a book, that was literally something you could say, hey, here, check out this chapter of my book. This is something I talk about. And it made the barrier easier to get through, right? Yeah. Then the next phase, phase two, is creating the vision. Okay, so now you got the, you got the dream. What's the vision? A lot of times people don't get close to it simply because they never sit down and say, hey, what's the target? What am I shooting for, right? And the last phase is taking massive action. So a lot of people get through phase one, phase two. They got the vision. They, they have it written down but they never do the most important step, which is taking massive action. And sometimes people get confused where they're like, oh, I'm gonna be on social media all day, right? Well, you could do that, but that's not a strategic plan that can be executed on, right? So it has to be massive planned action. So for me, like I don't, I'm not on social media all the time, even though people might think that, I have a plan, a strategy for when I'm on and when I'm off. And so I think if we keep it simple, in just those three phases, that's when a person can achieve whatever goal and dream it is. And I tell folks that could be for making it to the NBA, that could be uh, becoming a, a, a doctor, lawyer, you know, dentist, whatever. You just apply those three different phases and you can achieve whatever you want. Now I tell them, you gotta be realistic. You can't be 45 talking about you're gonna be the next LeBron James. It's too late. <laughs> it is too late. <laughs> I, I want to read something on my phone because you know how Facebook has that thing that's one year ago, five years ago, six years ago, the yeah. memories. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so before today's interview, I just, you know, I remember I shared this and I just saved it because I was, I was going down memory lane. It says a dream written down with a date becomes a goal. So your manifestation, mm. manifestation there, a goal broken down into steps becomes a plan. There's your strategic action you're talking about a plan backed by action makes your dreams come true exactly what you're saying and so i'll say it again a dream written down with a goal becomes a goal you got to see it right and then a goal Mm -hmm. broken down into steps becomes a plan and a plan backed by action makes your dreams come true you wrote this book seeing this you know you had this moment at the td jakes event and then you started to visualize success in a way that maybe you weren't taught to by, by mm-hmm. uh, people in your environment. And yeah. I'm always fascinated by that uh, element where someone decides to be different 
from the environment that they were in. And they decide to mm-hmm. be to go outside of that and to see more of what society is expected of them. Was there like an internal dialogue you had? Was it exposing yourself to other inspirational speakers that woke something up in you where you realized that you don't have to accept the narrative that other people mm-hmm. give of you and that you have to see something that others can't see? Yeah. So I'm um, getting chills now as we do this interview. So there's a few speakers that got me going, right? Mm. So the Godfather, Les Brown, got wow. me going. Like, Ooh. I'm leaning. When I tell you, like, I still remember watching and getting that DVD. I think I got it from the library. Like, a lot of people don't realize the library is an amazing source if you utilize it the right way. So I watched this Les Brown um, talk where he talked about, like, if you land on your, on, on your back or something that you can get up, right? And so basically, he was just talking about overcoming adversity. And like he shared his story. And even though it wasn't like exactly the same, it was just like, man, that resonated with me. Okay, so he got me going into like, what the heck is a motivational speaker? Like people get paid to do this? Like that's before I even knew that was a world. Like people literally got paid a decent amount of money to be a speaker. Then there's this guy, cool guy named Dr. Eric Thomas, right? Mm. So he like rocked my world because he was, thank God it's Monday, right? Because a lot of people at the time was working corporate job. So you go in, everybody's like, man, man, I wish it was Friday, right? But he had somewhere like, thank God it's Monday. Let's appreciate it's Monday. Let's talk about these things. And that just got me going. Then there's another guy named David Shands. Uh, he actually allowed me to formulate like what entrepreneurship was. Like, how do I craft this into this beautiful thing, right? And the way he taught was so different than both of them. I was just like, wow. And then another one is, I'll give two more, Jim Rohn, okay? And then Tony Robbins, okay? And so they got me, all those guys like put together. I was like, man, how do I formulate this and put this into something that people in my community and further can digest? Right. And so that's kind of how it all birthed together is where I was literally watching these tapes or watching these YouTube videos. And it was literally just inspiring me, getting me to a place to where I was like, oh, OK, I can do this. Right. And for me, I don't know about you, Taylor, like I didn't learn about entrepreneurship until I was 28 years old. And when I say learn about it, I mean, somebody literally sitting me down and saying, hey, this is something you could do. You can have your own business. It always felt so foreign for me for that to be my reality. Yeah, no, it's the same for me, you know, because it was. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. At one point, I realized that I wasn't getting all the education I wanted in school. And in fact, school, this is this is so interesting coming from a professor because I'm also a professor. But I always tell my students this. At some point, you have to realize what is for you and what can be used to propel you. And 
the way that I was being taught, especially growing up the way I did was you had to have these sets of professional jobs, like lawyer, doctor, engineer. I know my mom wanted me to be a doctor, dad wanted me to be a lawyer, but I, I felt like I wanted to do multiple things. And for people, mm -hmm. my type of personality who feel like they can do multiple things, you always taught that you got to focus, right? You can't just do mm -hmm. it. You can't be an author. You can't be a speaker. You can't be this. You can't be that. And so I, I, I started to watch videos. So, you know, I used to watch uh, Les Brown, for sure. Les Brown was one. And then, uh, then it started to really wake me up and wake up this, this passion I had. But I started with the podcast back in 2014. Um, I think that was around the time we, we, we met. And so it was a, opening this avenue for myself, giving myself permission to do something different in an industry <clears throat> that was relatively new that allowed me to see possibilities because that podcast is actually a way for me to create a different type of school. I used to, I would invite <clears throat> speakers that I wanted to learn from, give them the platform leverage. Hey, I'm going to give <clears throat> you a platform, promote yourself. And then I, I, and then I would just be learning. I'll be asking questions that I wanted to know the answers to. So I was basically, uh, you know, providing win-win opportunities. So th that, that's what I was, I was thinking of when you were saying what you were saying. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I think like self-education, bro, like as far as like, like knowing that you want to do something more and then not waiting to get that information. Like, you know, cause we could have just been like, all right, well, we'll wait for somebody to teach us. Like we wanted to learn, we wanted to try new things. And I think that fire in us allows other people to see us and be like, man, okay, maybe I can run two or three businesses, right? Like for me, what's crazy, I'm literally running three entities right now. And people are like, yo, how are you doing this? And I tell them it's about team. Like once I understood that, I like it, because before when I was doing it, I was all about me. I was editing my videos. I was posting on every social media like platform, everything. But then it was like, oh, I went to a, a Dr. Eric Thomas event in Miami. Still remember this five years ago, right when my book came out. And I sat there and watched him say like, hey, the reason you see me all over the world is not just because about me. It's about my team. And then that was opened my eyes to like, oh, okay, it's not a one man show. I got to start figuring out how do I build a team around this. So how do you build? So a team? yeah, how do you build a team? Uh, I, I think it's about getting crystal clear about what the mission is for your companies, right? Or company if you have one, right? So for closer to our dreams, it's very simple. We want to help what like this mission this year is we want to help a thousand people start their own business, right? And if they already have a business, help them level up in their current business, right? So what that does is it allows anybody that wants to be associated with us, like, okay, what's the mission? Boom, that's the mission, right? And so how do we do that? Okay, we make sure we give them resources, access to information so that they can level up without paying crazy amounts of money. And so what that does is allow people to be almost pulled into wanting to be associated with this. I've gotten so many people that was like, I'm talking about thought leaders that get, can literally command $5,000, $10,000 to work with them have been like, yo, I love what you're doing. We're closer to our dreams so much. I don't want no money. Just tell me how I can serve your tribe, your community, and I'm all in, right? Yeah. And so yeah. the reason I think that's powerful and the reason I'm getting people to ask is because I'm so crystal clear about this mission, you know, because now they're like, oh, my gosh, I got to be a part of that. Even with our nonprofit, Dreams to Reality Foundation. 
Okay, we're gonna go into schools and teach the kids about entrepreneurship. Now, one entrepreneur I spoke to was like, no, nah, I ain't gonna do that. <laughs> now, one of them, they was like, oh man, let me know when, I don't want no money, just let me know when and I'm there, right? And so that's the power in it. When you're so crystal clear on your mission, it makes people almost like get gravitated to you where it's like, man, some of them have even put their brand to the side. One guy literally told me like, yo, I was about to start my own thing, but he's like, I love what y'all doing so much. We're closer to our dreams. Just let me be a part of that. And that could be up under my belt. Right. Wow. Wow. And so that's how you build it. So you build a culture, you, you have a focus on the mission. There's a consistency there. Uh, mm -hmm. and I, I'm imagining as you're hiring people and bringing people on, they need to be able to resonate with what you're trying to build. Right. In, in, in that, that mindset, because that could weigh down the whole cult, uh, culture, I guess, for the whole companies, for employees and for the brand. Exactly. Yeah. So anybody that we interview, like we tell them, we start off with like, that's the mission. And, then, and usually by the end of the interview, they are begging to work with us. So then it's like, OK, we got to make sure they qualify and that they can do exactly what they say they could do. Right. Um, and it's because, you know, sometimes when you're doing the, the resume, everybody look good on the resume, but it's like, what can you actually really do? And right. And, and most people tell us right up front, like, man, OK, we love the mission. We just want to be a part of that. And yeah. so that's why we focus heavily on that first. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Just wanted to stop by here before we get back to the episode. I wanted to let you all know that I do have a collective for people who are interested in developing their cultural competency skills, becoming more anti-racist. And it's a resource of things that you can do with your family, with your school, with yourself to work through your individual journey to become a better culturally competent leader. It's called UID Collective, and the link is in the show notes, but it's a mix of courses, it's a mix of resources, things you can download, and all you need to do is sign up as a member. It's a monthly membership. I'd love for you to check it out, use it with your friends, use it with your family, use it with yourself, okay? The link is in the show notes. It's called UID Collective, and it's for those of you that want to improve your cultural competency skills. Back to the episode. Well, I want to talk about the other aspects of your business because you said you run three. Is that correct? Yes, sir. So what are the other two? Yeah, so the other one is, and the reason I did this just so I can be clear is I wanted to create a full circle of how we can basically have never one never ending customers, but how, how we can also 
serve the community at every level I was at at one point, right? So like I told you, I didn't learn about entrepreneurship until I was 28 years old. So the reason I want to go into schools is because like, I know for sure if there was a coach D coming into my school at 15, 16, 17, telling me about entrepreneurship, no doubt in my mind, that's what the route I would have I taken, right? Um, so the other company is Reality Media LLC. So that is a full service media production company where I have videographers from Fort Myers up to Jacksonville and they're all willing to travel. And we can literally do anything from social media edits, uh, video commercials that can go on like TV. And then we're actually working on three documentaries this year. Um, three. And so, yeah, 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 it's huge. Um, and so the reason I can move so fast is I have a lawyer on the team and I have an accounting firm. And most times I reach out to them first and say, hey, can this be done? And they say, yes, this is what we need to do. And that allows me to move a little bit quicker. Um, so, you know, there's, so that's three. That's the nonprofit Dreams to Reality Foundation. So that's going in teaching the kids about entrepreneurship. Then there's Closer to Our Dreams, where we focus on helping adults that want to become entrepreneurs or are already entrepreneurs and they just need some help with maybe marketing or business strategy. And then Reality Media just comes in, helps them with the visual piece, like branding, everything, all that type of stuff. And I'm partnered with like some amazing creators, right? And because I said at the beginning, I was like, I don't want to be the, always be the guy going out doing it. I was like, how can I help these guys get more jobs? Because I'm sure you've seen this. The super creative people are sometimes yeah. hard to, like they're hard to communicate with individuals. Like they have trouble like with sales and stuff like that. So I was yeah. like, yo, just let me, let me be the face. And then like, I'm got, like I'm telling you, one guy on the team was like, yo, don't hit me up unless we're doing a short documentary. That's the only type of work he wants. Or one guy in Tampa was like, yo, I only want to do fashion models or faster shoots. So they tell me what's their ideal client. And then when we get that, that comes through, boom, I know exactly who to hit up for each job. Yeah. This is why I always say entrepreneurship is problem solving. It sounds like you yes. identified a problem and you, you did, you went the extra mile because you created a full service. <laughs> so, you know, you did one, okay, this is for you to get your, your dreams and, and it will teach you everything from strategy to making a reality. But if you want to tell the story to, to a larger audience, we got you here. If you want to have the visual element, we got here. If there's an adult here, there's the youth here. So you, you gradually started to see the opportunity for you to go up that chain and, and, and the service yeah. ladder where you could, I guess sometimes you could upsell it sounds like for mm-hmm. what, what you're doing is like, oh well now do you hear well why don't you try this and why don't you try that now yeah not everybody can do that but i'm yeah, curious right. I'm, I'm curious to, to 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 hear why you you thought that big because this is like what jeff bezos does with amazon mm-hmm. you know and, and, yeah oh that's what you want that's what you need we'll do that Oh, that's what you need. <laughs> so what was it in your mind? Because that's got to be a mindset shift. And again, people listening, they could just want to do one of the three companies you have, and they could be wildly successful because that could be incredibly uh, scalable. But you decide mm-hmm. to continue down uh, different paths. So I'm just curious about that mindset. Yeah. So the mindset for me was I wanted to, like you say, problem solving, right? So I thought about at each point of my life, where was I at where if I had this service that was there, it would be beneficial. And then how my thing is all about affordability, right? I'm like, how can I make this affordable for the community? 
All right. So I created the nonprofit so we can go into the schools, teach the kids about entrepreneurship. One of the coolest thing that's happened, I'm getting chills now as I talked about it, is my kids get to see me doing this every day. Right. Mm. So I got a 10 year old and a five year old. Right. So my son, which a lot of people don't know, I would I would go in and do what's called the great American teaching. I don't know if they do that up there. But basically, I would go in, talk to the kids about goals and dreams and entrepreneurship, right? But I would let my son, who at the time was like eight, record my videos and photos, right? A lot of people don't even know that. And so he, he came to me like almost a month ago, was like, man, dad, I really miss shooting your videos and your photos, right? And so I would let him know like what job that is in the marketplace. I'm like, hey, yo, that's a videographer, that's a photographer. So he's learning about that at 10. Like I promise you, I wasn't having those conversations when I was 10 years old. So I think about like how far ahead of advance he is just because of that access to that information. So that's why I have a passion for that and why I created that. So the problem we're solving is literally showing kids about how they can literally have a business idea in their head and say, no, like, no, you don't need to wait till you're an adult to do it. You can do it now. Right. So we want to help them do that. Then I got closer to our dreams. Right. So I remember when I got started in speaking, it's so funny how we started around the same time. You already doing Ted talk. So you big time, but the, the, (laughs) the problem I was having is at the beginning, Every time I would ask these so-called like people for just a little help, like, hey, what book you're reading or what system you're using? They're like, like yeah, if I tell you that, I got to charge you, you know, get this invoice. I'm like, man, I'm literally asking you what book you're reading or like what systems you're using to help set this up. So I was like, okay, I need to create a company where it's almost like a one-stop shop. We can help these individuals, but I promise you, I'm not charging anywhere close to what these guys were trying to charge at the beginning because this was like seven, eight years ago, right? And so I felt like that was needed. A problem I was solving is, hey, there's a lot of business owners that get started and they can't know they can't hire an agency, an agency for $10,000, but they may have 500, they may have 250 they can put in a budget. And we try to create programs and packages that are customized for what the customer needs. Like, I think that's how we separate ourselves is like, I could literally look at somebody, have a discovery call, say, hey, you need this. And I don't have to charge with the big boys charge because I got a team, you know, and that helps them understand like, oh man, I, and we offer support. We have what's called a business concierge where he's in Tampa. He'll literally go to your office and figure out like, okay, what can we do to strategize and get you to the next level? Right. And then the last problem I'm solving is what I noticed, especially when I was reaching out for video and photography it's like, dude, they were slapping people's heads. I'm talking about charging two, three, four, five thousand dollars. I'm like, I know it don't take all that, right? So I was like, what can I do to help and be a service in the community? Hey, I'll start an agency where I can charge a fair rate, where somebody can literally get some highly produced videos done, and it'd be a fraction of the cost where if they went to a bigger production company, but knowing they're still getting the same quality of work. Why? Because those individuals don't like sales. So the only problem with them is like they do great work, but they just don't like talking to people. So now I'm helping two people. I'm helping the creator because they're like, man, I really don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to come out there and shoot. And then I'm helping the business owner. They're like, ah, I really don't have a budget of $5,000 for a highly produced video. All right, cool. So I'm meeting somewhere in the middle. I'm kind of like the middleman making sure everybody gets service. And so that's kind of like how all these entities came into fruition. 
Well, how can, um, you know, how can people find out more about your work? Where can they hire you? Where can they support you? How can they do that? Yeah. So the best way right now is to just find me on social media. So that's Coach D Talks on pretty much every platform. So Coach D Talks on every platform. And then you can go to our website for if you need business and marketing, you can go to closer to our all right, and then we're going to be updating that website soon. So we'll have everything with our services. And right now, what I'm super excited about is we have something called the Dreamers Corner membership. So it's literally a monthly membership where I go in three times a month and I provide value. And each month we have a theme. So the first month we did podcasting, which I think is so unique. We're on a podcast now, right? Yeah. So I talked to them about how you can literally start your own podcast and have people that are begging to be on your podcast. I put a little snippet out on Facebook two months ago. I was like, hey, if I started my own podcast, you know, I would love to see who would want to be on an interview. I had 70 plus people reach out to me about being on the podcast. And that was before I even said what the podcast was about. Right. So that monthly membership basically gets them access to me. It gets them one hour with my accounting firm. I have a partnership with an accounting firm that has over 30 CPAs, all US based. So it could be anywhere in the US, right? And then I have, they can get access to our lawyer for 30 minutes because we pay him on retainer um, and you can get any of your business questions asked. Also real estate and entertainment because those are his specialties. Mm. And he also has access to international lawyers as well. Um, so I'm super excited about that. And then with reality media, again, just reach out to us because we're still in the beginning phases of that. But like I said, we focus on making sure our packages are affordable for the small businesses. Like we're not even going after the sprints, the team. We don't want them. We want the little guys so we can help them get and grow to the next level. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. We'll make sure I put that in the show notes, but I'm so excited for this because this is, this is, you know, you're watching someone blossom and really make an impact in, in the world. So I, I'm, I'm so proud of you and happy to hear that, you know, uh, things are continuing to progress, you know, in the way that you envisioned and visualized. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it's all about um, having, I think people like yourself in your corner. Right. So although we've never met in person, yeah. like even seeing you like speak on the Ted talk, that even had me thinking like, dang, I need to, how can I step my game up and oh, yeah. like that? Because you want to just elevate. And when you are surrounded with people like yourself doing big things, you're like, man, how can I serve the community more? Right. And so as I got better, I just got more involved with like, okay, how can I help the community? How can I help people? And then once I got crystal clear on like who I want to help, like entrepreneurs, that's when the magic started happening. Oh, well, you're very kind and I appreciate that. It's, it's the same, you know, it's the same ecosystem and we, we got to help each other, inspire each other. Uh, I, I'll yeah. put that in the show notes, but I have to ask the final question, which is my mission statement reframed as a question. So how do you, Duve, use your difference to make a difference? Ooh. I use my difference by giving people access to the information I wish I had when I got started. Right? Uh, and so so these what I give people access to is what I literally wish I had when I got started. And that's why I say at each level is I'm passionate about all three of my entities. Like if somebody say, hey, which one you like more than the other? All of them. Why? Because they're literally touching people at different points of their life. 
Yeah. I still remember this. I, I got to share this story. So I remember I spoke at a behavioral school about four or five years ago, right? And this, these are the kids that are like, hey, you got one more strike and you going to jail, okay? So I was in this class and I was teaching the kids about entrepreneurship. I was talking to, it's funny about how to start your own t-shirt brand. Now here was the beautiful thing. There was a kid in there who was around like, I think he was around like 13, 14 years old. And he started to gravitate to what I was saying. And he was talking about, he was like, yo man, I got this t-shirt brand. I want to start. And he was like, man, so you telling me like Nike doesn't pay $30 to like when they sell a shirt for $30, they don't pay $30 to get it made. I was explaining to him the process of wholesaling. Right. And I was like, yeah. So basically, if you have your T-shirt brand, you figure out how you can get a good cost for the wholesale T-shirt. You get it printed on. Now you have a brand. When I tell you seeing his eyes light up, Teo gave me such huge satisfaction. It was because he understood like, oh, man, my idea is worth value. If I was able to get this done, like what could I do for my family? Mm, right. That's and it. So, that's it, because because that's when the magic happened. When the kids understand, man, my my idea is worth value. Their ideas, in most cases, could literally retire their whole family if they was able to focus on it. So if I was able to give him like five hundred dollars at that point, I would have done it. So the reason why I want this nonprofit to work is because I want to be able. If a kid got a business idea, I want to say, hey, look, let's create a program. Let's figure out how we can do it. And my thing is, I want to. I want to include the family in the process, you know, so that when they don't understand like, oh man, you know, Johnny does have an amazing idea. I wish we could help him. Oh yeah, well, you gonna help him. Cause if this kicks off and y'all start generating income, what happens when y'all making more money with that business than y'all are from your job? Cause we both know profits are better than wages. <laughs> Say that again. Profits right. are better than wages. That's <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Jim Rome. Jim Rome. <laughs> I, used, Jim. I I used to listen to that uh that audio so much. I and I didn't understand it at that point, but then I got it. I got it once I started getting like, oh okay. Like right. one one video I produced could be it was at one point um probably as much as I made on my job. You know what I'm saying? And like that's the problem with us, you know, is we kind of taught to go work for somebody, which is cool, nothing wrong with working, but understanding that your dream could be so valuable that it could take you out of that, it could take your mama out of it, it could take your wife, your kids, everybody out of that, and then now you're literally running almost like a conglomerate, right? You're running a enterprise, okay? Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I'm glad I got this shirt on, I got to, you know, even though it's not visual. Well, well, <laughs> but, Tell them what they said on the shirt. Tell them what it says on the shirt. All right. So on the shirt, it has small crossed off and then it has business owner. And I think what we have to do as a community is understand, no, you don't run a small business. You run a business, right? Yes, you may be at the beginning, but the goal is to always grow the business. So don't even say small and say, I run a business and these are our goals. These are our missions, right? Because when you start talking about that, that's when people will jump on board and support you. Oh, well, well, it's been a real pleasure talking to you because I can feel the energy and I'm excited for what's about to come. But uh, we'll, again, all these pieces of information will be in the show notes. Please make sure to support Duvet as much as you can. And this is how we build the next generation of global leaders, of leaders who are doing what they've been gifted to, uh, to do and, and really dismantling all those systems of oppression and suppression. So thank you, brother. Thank you for coming on the show. 
No problem, man. Thank you for having me. Pleasure's mine. Kings, queens, and royalty. Till next time, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Thank you.